the book of Daniel, chapter 1. If you found that, hold your finger there and then go to the chapter 2 and hold your finger around verse 23. We're going to go back and read chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. If you found that, say amen, please. A little bit of volume, Brother Fred. I'm 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 in uh, in need with the uh, the lapel mic this morning. Thank you. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and to besiege it and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. Chapter number 2 this morning in verse number 23. If you found that this morning, say amen. Amen. Chapter 2 and verse 23, look at this statement that Daniel makes. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desire of thee, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. You may be seated. Father... We come to you this morning in need of a touch from another world. Lord, we come this morning recognizing, Lord, I can't do this. Lord God, I recognize this morning that only you can do this. Lord, I recognize this morning you don't need me, but Lord, I sure need you. Father, we pray this morning that you'll search every heart. And Father, I pray this morning that you'll make that you'll make known that which is made manifest in each heart today unto the individual. Father, I pray today, God, that you'd help those today, dear God, that are dealing with stress. I pray, dear God, that you'd unlock some power this morning to enable them to carry the load that they're carrying. Father, I pray this morning for those today, dear God, that feel like they can't go another mile. Father, I pray this morning that You'd encourage them and help them to know, Lord God, that You'll never leave us nor forsake us. But Lord, help them to know, Lord God, that You are a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Lord, I pray You'd save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, encourage the child of God. Lord, I ask You to have Your way. Help me to uh, this morning preach what You'd have me to preach. Cleanse our mind and empty us of self and fill us with Your Spirit. We love and thank You. Help us to say what You want us to and not what You would have us not to say. We love and thank You. In Jesus' name, together the church says. Amen. Amen. This morning, if I can, I'd like to preach around this thought. How to live with so much change. How to live with so much change. Can I tell you this morning that we're living in an ever-changing world. I mean, let's be honest. We're, we're living in a generation you don't have to wait till next week to see change. 
All you've got to do is wait to the next post on Facebook. You don't have to wait for the 6 o'clock news to come on to hear what's going on. I mean, let's be honest. People live in a state of confusion because of so much change. People live in such a state, if we want to know something, all you've got to do is pick up your phone. We're living in a generation where we don't have to wait until the 11 o'clock news to come on. All you've got to do is 6 o'clock. You don't have to turn on your television anymore. You pick up your mobile device and you've got access to information. They say this morning that people are not supportive of change. And I understand that. I've been through management classes at work and I, I cringe every time that management comes out with a new policy or a new guideline. I cringe not at being able to accept that and to move on, but I cringe at being able to announce that to those that I support. I cringe at being able to put these policies in place and I cringe at how that it's going to be accepted. Preacher, why? Because I know that people do not like change. Amen. I mean, let's be honest. We'd love to live forever, but the truth is, Brother Paul so beautifully testified this morning, we're all going to die if the Lord doesn't come back soon. Let's be honest. We, this morning, are not in 2021 August the 1st, we're not where we were, thank God, August the 1st, 2020. We were out on the parking lot. Two years ago, before this thing got cranked up, we were just rowing our boat. I mean, everybody was happy. I mean, there wasn't any concern about the coronavirus. If you'd have mentioned the Delta variant, everybody looked at you like a calf looking at a new gate. But we're living in a generation and in a time where what they say today, they will contradict tomorrow. We have heard for months, follow the science. Don't you dare look at me like that. Follow the science. The science says you've got to wear a mask. We put on masks. Then it came, well, you've got to get vaccinated. We've got Pfizer. We've got Moderna. We've got J&J. You've got to get vaccinated. Once you get vaccinated, you can take off the mask. Huh? Then it's not long before, well, there's a new variant. Huh? Well, uh, we're not so, quite so sure that the variant is going to be able to be subject to uh, unto the same orders that we put out. Now vaccinated people, they're saying to put on the mask. Can I tell you that everything is changing today? And through all of this change, sometimes it's hard to cope. You say, nah, preacher, I'm just going with the flow. Then you're part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, I am so sick and so tired of being told one thing 
at 12 p.m. Then by 6 p.m., there's another change. Then by 11 p.m., well, we've got to go back and we've got to uh, air a correction to the story that we aired at 6 o'clock. And finally, we get to the point where we don't know what to believe. Now, maybe you don't have the same stress and the same wrestlings that I do. But I'll be honest, I hate change. And sometimes change can stress us. Sometimes stress can cause us heart problems. I'm talking physically. Chris Holmes down here laying in ICU. Thank God he's doing better this morning. Uh, thank God, and by the way, in case you don't know, he acknowledged he gave his heart to the Lord last week, and we thank God for that. But his uh, mom, uh, she fell subject to some heart problems, uh, and they said that that was brought on due to stress. My dad had his first heart attack in 1996, and they said that it was brought on due to stress of a shoulder injury. Well, what are you saying? I'm just simply saying that all of us handle stress and change differently. Some of us, well, some of you, seems like it doesn't affect you. Some of us, it turns our hair white. <laughs> JJ, sometimes it makes our hair fall out. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the change. And we want to be planted. We want to be grounded. And we want to know tomorrow we won't have any more change. But let's be honest. We're living in a state of constant change. And if I can this morning, I'd like to just preach just a little bit around that thought. How to live with so much change. The book of Daniel chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible teaches that according to the word of God, Daniel, who was living in the Jewish kingdom, thank God, the Bible says in the third year, the reign of King of Jehoiakim, King of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon, unto, the, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Let me just simply say that at this time, Daniel, just like you and I were two years ago, we were rowing our boat, no doubt. They were living in their homeland. They were living in a state of, of consistency. They were living in a land. Uh, they were living in a time where everything, they knew what was going to happen tomorrow so they could make plans. Uh, they knew how things were going to work out next week. Uh, but then here comes King Nebuchadnezzar uh, and the country of uh, Babylon. Uh, and the Bible says that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, honey, that the, the Bible teaches that they lost their kingdom. Uh, we find according to the Word of God here in chapter 1, Honey, that whenever that uh, Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, he found, according to the word of God, all of the earthen treasures there in the temple, uh, Nebuchadnezzar took them back to uh, his treasury, his temple, his temple, if you will, uh, uh, the little G God, uh, and they took the people of Judah and they took them into bondage. Does that sound like a lot where some of us would consider we may feel like we are today? We are free physically, but mentally we are enslaved with the change. Now let me explain what I mean by that statement. I do not mean this morning that you are a slave 
to government. I do not mean that you are a slave to someone else. But what I mean is that you are a slave to the stress of change. I mean, it used to be that families could plan and families could do this. And now, I'll be honest, we're uh, wondering well, what kind of mandate are they going to come out with next week? What kind of mandate are they going to come out with next month? I see some employers... I, if I'm not mistaken, Thomas Hospital, if I'm not, now I might be wrong with that, but it's my understanding that they're now trying to force some of their staff to get vaccinated. Mike, I don't know if that's true, uh, but I'm hearing that. Uh, now let me just say, just a few months ago, some of these nurses uh, were taking care of the sick, uh, and they had masks on, they were not vaccinated by their own choice, uh, and thank God for their sacrifice. Uh, is it right now that we deem, well, you've got to get vaccinated, and we're going to demand it? Well, let me just simply say today, all of that change can cause stress in our life. We find Daniel here in the Word of God. And we find Daniel, no doubt, as he was living under the Jewish king, uh, uh, according to the Word of God, Jehoiakim. Uh, but now here come Nebuchadnezzar uh, and his little G-God ways. Uh, but we find today uh, that Daniel was a man, if there was ever a man in the Bible, that could teach us how to live with such change. I believe Brother Daniel could. Let's look at what the Word of God says and we'll try not to be long before you this morning. We find in the book of Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 8. Go there with me if you will. We find this morning, here's, I'm going to give you, try to give you four points or more uh, this morning in how to live with such change. Uh, there's so much change. Uh, we find according to the Word of God that Daniel focused uh, on his faith. Uh, Daniel may have been carried into the land of Babylon, uh, but Daniel did not forget about his God. Amen. Uh, look in verse number 8 with me this morning. Uh, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Can I stop right here this morning and tell you it does not matter what the government does. It does not matter. Amen. It does not matter what the medical science says. I want you to know this morning that Jesus said He who the Son set free is free indeed. You realize this morning that they may enslave our minds with the stress and us being able to cope with it. They may enslave Slave our minds, honey, with the media outlets reporting this and reporting that. And before long, they'll say, You got to do this and you got to do that. Honey, but let me just simply say this. Oh, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile his mind, he would not defile his heart, he would not defile his testimony. Can I stop right here this morning and tell you, honey, we're living in so much change, but this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. You understand this morning that this change is temporary. This world is temporary. This sickness is temporary. These masks are temporary. This vaccine is temporary because one day I'm going to have a new body. Thank God I don't have to deal with the mask. I don't have to be vaccinated. I'll have the blood of the Lamb of God and I'll have the body likened unto the Lord. But I'll only be able to have that if I purpose in my heart. See, Daniel focused on his faith. Let's be honest, a lot of us need to a lot of us need to put up the mobile devices. <laughs> and get out the stable device. <laughs> the word of God will never 
change. The Bible says that Jesus said, I am the Lord thy God and I change not. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday. The same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You understand this morning? We're living in a day. We're living in an age of constant change. But Jesus never changes. God never changes. His word never changes. And our faith in Him should be focused on today. Look this morning. Not only do we see the brother Daniel focused on his faith, but look here. Well, brother Daniel focused on having the right friends. Now let me just say this this morning before I even give you the example of the Word of God. You've got to have the right friends. You've got to have the right support structure. I mean, if you hang around with Debbie Downer, now Debbie, I'm not preaching against you, okay? (laughs) Do we have a Nancy in the service? If, If you hang around with nagging Nancy all the time... We got a Ricky, so I'm going to leave rebuking Ricky out of it, okay? I mean, listen, if you hang around with somebody that's negative all the time, then pretty soon your attitude's going to be nasty. Your attitude's going to be negative. You're not going to have any hope. You better pick the right friends. Amen. You better pick somebody to hang around with. That's hooked up. You better pick somebody that can help you when you're struggling. Somebody that will get a hold of you. Somebody like Aaron and her. Honey, whenever Moses was struggling to hold up the rod of God, they came up beside him and held him up. And neighbor, that's the kind of friends. You better get a hold of that today. Look here in the Word of God, if you would, this morning. Uh, the book of Daniel again, chapter 2, verse 48 uh, and verse number 49. Uh, we find here that, oh, Brother Daniel, I want you to look at this, what Daniel does in verse chapter 2, verse 48 and 49. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many gifts uh, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon the ch- and chief of the governors over All the wise men. Look what Brother Daniel did. Here it is. He's choosing his friends. Look at this. And Daniel requested of the king that he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the city. Preacher, why did he do that? Because you need to make sure you've got friends that whenever they get a little more advanced in life, they won't forget you. Oh my. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, Brother Adam, can I choose on you, just pick on you a little bit this morning? Let's say that uh, the Lord led Brother Adam into a great evangelistic ministry, and I hope He does, Brother Adam. And let's just say Brother Adam got him a tour bus. Amen. When, uh, uh, Sister Lindsay, then I'm going to come out to your tour bus and put a sign about Joe Osteen on it. Amen. <laughs> And we find old Brother Adam, he just started making money, making money, making money. Now let me pause right here for a minute. Some of you don't know what happened. Now, we stayed over uh, over the uh, church camp week a few years ago in uh, Roger and Robin's bus up there. And while I was not in the bus, somebody who I'll not mention this morning came out and put a sign about this evangelist Joe Osteen, who's straight out of hell, by the way. And people were driving by, stopping and taking pictures 
I'll not mention. Oh, <laughs> see, that's a good friend. She's rolling somebody else under the bus with her. <laughs> oh, preacher, what are you saying? I'm glad we can have a good time this morning. Amen. But understand, if Brother Adams. Evangelistic ministry took off and he quit his job and went on the road uh, making millions become so uh, popular he was booked up for years in advance and if little old Union Valley called him said Brother Adam we want you to come and do a revival and Brother Adam said well what do you pay? See Brother Adam would have forgotten where he came from. He would have forgotten his friends. And his family. But I thank God for Brother Adam this morning. Y'all understand I'm not preaching against Brother Adam. Brother Adam, I hope that didn't come out wrong. I understand this morning I want to make sure that I get a reservation on your calendar, okay? <laughs> understand this morning. <laughs> that is, uh, we need to make sure that we've got the right support structure. Uh, uh, we're going to be faced with stress and with change. Uh, and you need to make sure that not only do you focus on your faith, uh, but you focus on your friends. Look here uh, in the book of Daniel chapter 3 this morning. Uh, uh, let's pick up this morning uh, uh, verse number 23 through verse number 25. Uh, and the Bible says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the burning of the fiery furnace. Uh, and then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake uh, and said unto the counselor, Did not we cast three men bound into the, uh, the midst of the fire? Uh, and then answered and said unto the king, O true, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Preacher, why are you sharing that with us this morning? Because you want to make sure that you've got the right friends. That when you're not there, that you will know that they will continue to make the right decisions. Do you realize this morning, if Brother Ricky and I are hanging around and we've become good friends outside of church, running around, and Brother Ricky and I are helping each other along the way, and then if I am not with Brother Ricky this week, I need to make sure that Brother Ricky is the right friend because I've got to have confidence that Brother Ricky's not going to make some bad choices when I'm not there. Well, preacher, why are you sharing that with us this morning? Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in this change, we don't talk about it. We don't want our friends to know that we're struggling. We don't want our friends to know that our mind is overwhelmed this morning. We don't want our friends to know this morning that we're uh, contemplating uh, maybe quitting church. Uh, we don't want our friends to know that we're contemplating maybe even committing suicide. Do you realize this morning, uh, no matter how bad the stress gets, uh, that is not the answer. Look what Daniel did. He focused on his faith. He focused on his friends. But look what else he did. He focused on his future souls that he could win. What do you mean? Do you realize Daniel lived under five kings that we have documented in the Word of God? One was a Jewish king, which was Jehoiakim. And we find that there were four other kings that Daniel lived under. Let me read just a verse of Scripture to you this morning that may give you a little bit of help this morning. 
I, I want us to understand, I want us to acknowledge this morning, Daniel 1 and verse 25, remember it was Nebuchadnezzar who came and carried them into bondage, but look in chapter 1, verse number 21. And Daniel continued even unto the year, uh, first year of King Cyrus. So you had Nebuchadnezzar, you had Belshazzar, you had, uh, you had uh, Darius, uh, and thank God, listen, you had these four kings uh, uh, that were Gentile kings, and Daniel's faith and friends uh, in coping with the stress, he saw three of the four kings turn unto the Lord. Now let me qualify this next statement. Daniel went to a land that was not his home. That's where we're living. Daniel was living under Gentile kings that their religion was not his religion. Daniel lived with such fervency and such dedication to God that three of these four kings saw Daniel's life. And three of these Gentile kings turned unto the Lord. Preacher, you got a Bible for that? Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to leave you hanging this morning. Chapter 4. Verse 34, look here, Nebuchadnezzar, he appears. Now this is the same Nebuchadnezzar this morning that carried him away <clears throat> carried him away to begin with. Chapter 4, verse 34, look at this this morning. And at the end of days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lift up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored Him, he's talking about God, and that liveth, forever, <laughs> whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and His kingdom is from generation to generation. Jump down to verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works and truths are His ways, judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Doesn't that look like Nebuchadnezzar turned unto the Lord? You say, preacher, all right, I'll, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. What about the other king? How about King Darius? How about King Darius? Look with me in chapter 6. Remember who King Darius was? King Darius is the one that they buffaloed into writing the decree that caught Daniel up in praying three times a day and Daniel had to throw him into the den of lions. Remember, remember King Darius? Look in chapter 6, verse number 25. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree. I love this. That in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For He is the living God and steadfast forever. Thank God Almighty. And His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and His dominion shall be in even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and He worketh signs and wonders in heaven, in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Doesn't it look like that even King Darius turned unto the Lord? 
I mean, can you just imagine for a minute that if we were not able to look at the example of Daniel, let's just say that Daniel lost his mind and started going out here and protesting in the streets. Oh, it's getting quiet, ain't it? I mean, just imagine if Daniel started shouting out unto King Nebuchadnezzar, down with your king! Can you just imagine if he started posting all over Facebook about how crooked this government was? I mean, listen, it's easy to act in the flesh. Oh, my. Preacher, I don't like the way you're preaching. You pray for me and it might change, but I doubt it. I mean, can you imagine? He would have never seen Nebuchadnezzar turning to the Lord. Can you imagine that whenever that uh, Daniel learned, uh, according to the Word of God, the Bible teaches that Daniel learned that the king, Darius, had wrote the decree. And that decree is the one, I'm not talking about the one I read, I'm talking about the decree that would have put Daniel in the den of life. Can you just imagine if Daniel would have went down there and said, King, you can't do this. This is against my God. You're offending me and you've hurt my feelings. Can you just imagine if we'd had a pity party and the stress and the change would have made Daniel act out in the flesh? You know what would have happened? Daniel would have lost his testimony. And church, if we're not careful as we're dealing with all this change, we'll lose our testimony. Preacher, I, I don't understand why you're preaching this way. Because we're living with so much change. Maybe, just maybe, Darius asked his advisors about this man Daniel. And maybe, just maybe the question came up, did he, did he live so focused on God under the administration of Nebuchadnezzar? And maybe one of his subordinates might have said, Oh, King, Daniel has always been faithful to his God. But just imagine if that same report would have been different. And just imagine if he would have said, King, he backslid on the Lord. He rose up against the government. He protested and he voiced his dislike. And not one time did he ever support anything. And can you just imagine if Darius would have not had a whole lot of faith in him? Darius might not have ever given his heart to the Lord. You say, preacher, you've told us about two. How about the last one? Well, I've already read to you concerning King Cyrus, but look with me this morning. According to the Word of God, chapter 6, verse 28, and then I'm going to take you back to the book of Ezra for just a minute because I want you to understand that no matter what kind of change comes our way, God has us on this earth to win souls for Him. I appreciate all four of you. But you understand this morning that if I never told anybody about Jesus and I was the only one saved, how bad that would be. I don't know about you, but I want everybody to go to heaven with me. Chapter 6, verse 28 of the book of Daniel. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. 
Go back to chapter 1 of the book of Ezra. If you want to go there, if not, I'll just read it to you. Chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing saying, look at this statement, church, and keep in mind this is a Gentile king. Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him, did you get that? To build him and house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Preacher, why are you sharing this with me? Because it was this same king that allowed certain men of God to leave Babylon and travel 900 miles back to Jerusalem. We find in the book of Ezra as they started, listen, building the temple. Then in the book of Nehemiah, how that in 52 days they rebuilt the wall and restored the fellowship. Do you realize this morning these Gentile kings, they did not favor God. These Gentile kings, they were not raised in your way. These Gentile kings, they were not raised under this religion. But by Daniel's testimony and the life that Daniel lived, they were able to turn unto a thrice holy God. These people that are out here that are so far off of left or so far off of right or so far off of center, they need to see you focused on your faith. They need to see you focused on your friends. They need to see you focused on winning souls for Him. But look at this last thing. And I'm almost done. This last verse and this last point, I'm only going to give you one verse so you know I won't be long. Girls, if you're up here, if you're able, if you could go ahead and make your way to the piano this morning to sing for us. I want you to understand this morning that this Christian life, when you die, is not the end. We'll go back to heaven. Thank God our soul and our spirit will go back to heaven. Our body will go back to the ground. We'll be there for at least seven years. Amen. And after that, Jesus Himself is coming back on a white horse and I'm coming with Him. And if you're saved, you're coming with Him. Preacher, why are you telling us that? Because He's going to sit on the king or on the throne of King David there in Jerusalem. The temple's going to be built. And you understand, you and I are going to be alive with the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth for a thousand year millennial kingdom. Amen. I appreciate the one amen I got right there. Thank you, Kelly, for scotching me. Well, preacher, what are you telling me? I want you to look at this statement. In the book of Daniel, the 12th chapter, Daniel was also focused on his future service. What's that mean, preacher? I believe Daniel was laying up rewards. I believe Daniel was laying up treasures. 
And do you realize this morning that when you lay down a gospel track, we've got them back there in the closet up on the top shelf. When you lay down a gospel track, when you witness to somebody, when you invite somebody to church, what you're doing is you're laying up treasures in heaven. Look at this, chapter 12, the book of Daniel, verse 13. Look at this statement that is made unto Daniel. But go thou... Thy way, look at this next four words, till the end be. For thou shalt rest and, look at this last part of this verse, stand in thy lot at the end of days. Preacher, why are you telling me this? Because Daniel is going to have a job to do in the millennial kingdom. Say it again out loud, real loud. We all are. Y'all hear? Say it again. We all are. Go get you a mic. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> said we all are. You're not going to come back in the millennial kingdom and sit down on Court Street and watch the traffic go by. You're going to have a job in the millennial kingdom. But what determines your job? What you do right now. What you do right now in this Christian life. On the timetable that we're living on, you're here and your life will end here. What you do between here and here determines what you will do in the millennial kingdom. If you're a lazy Christian, you're not going to have a lot of reward. Man, it's quiet this morning. If you're a Christian that never invites anybody to church, you're not going to have a whole lot. I'm being honest with you. Preacher, what are we going to do with all these rewards? I'm glad you asked me. Whenever that we go to the Lord in heaven... The Lord Jesus will be on His throne and we will cast our crowns, our rewards. Yeah. It will not be monetary money. Amen. Jefferson won't spend in heaven, yeah. but a crown of life will. Yeah. A soul winner's crown will. And what are we going to do with them? We're going to cast them at the Savior's feet. Yeah. And when He comes back on that white horse, the Bible teaches that He has many crowns. Where'd he get them? You and me. We cast them at his feet. Preacher, why are you telling us this? Because Daniel lived with such or so much change. Let's look to Daniel. Look how he got through the change. Under four different Gentile enslaved kingdoms. And he was able to see three of them turn to the Lord. Some of us, let's be honest, some of us might feel like we're living in slavery, in bondage. Some of us, some of us may even feel like there's so much uncertainty right now with where we are. Are they going to make us do this? Are they going to make us do that? Are they going to lock everything down again? I 